Well, welcome to Church on the Hill. We're so glad for today and for this is the day the Lord has made. But you know, we, were, we worshiped the Lord this morning, didn't we? <laughs> oh, I love to worship. Don't you? I don't think you'd be here if you didn't love to worship. Amen. Well, this uh, two weeks ago, I was in Avery Trace. The school had asked me to come in and talk about the equator. I said, well, I can't talk about the equator without talking about Uganda. Can I talk about Uganda? And they said, well, sure. I said, now, just realize when I talk about Uganda, I'm going to be talking about the Lord. I can't, I can't remove one from the other. Ugandans are, are, are spiritual people, whether they're serving Jesus Christ or serving other, just, just very similar to our, our nation, but that I have to share the gospel. I have to share how the Lord moves and how the Lord took me to Uganda. So I'm there talking about it, and they said, no problem. You guys got to hear Mike Mills last a couple weeks ago. Well, let me tell you, a spirit-filled, powerful man, man of God. But um, I just started sharing, and I would forgot to mute my phone. And sure enough, my phone rings, and I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be Elizabeth. I said, just give me just a second. I'll, I'll, I'll mute my phone. Sorry about that. And I looked down, and it had about 20 numbers going across the screen. And I said, kids, y'all are going to think this was staged. But I probably talked to Pastor Petey, Pastor Petey, Pastor Peter, sorry. Pete, anybody that's got a name with like Pete or Peter usually winds up getting called Petey, so excuse me. I've never done that to you, Peter, but it's probably coming. But I said I never talked to him, but maybe a couple times a year. It's not very often at all, but this is him right here calling right now. And I said, can I please just put him on and put him on speaker? They said, sure. So I put him on speaker, and I said, Peter, I can't talk, but would you please greet this group of kids? It was the entire sixth grade at Avery Trace. And sure enough, he just started saying, welcome, God bless you, you know, and they couldn't understand a word he said. <laughs> but what a God moment. I mean, my, my, my speech on the equator probably took two minutes. The rest was basically on these children, how, our, how Avery Trace could help these children, and also how the Lord works in their lives. And I want you to know, Peter and Phoebe, even though they come in need and in need for their children, they also come in need because Pastor Peter oversees quite a few church plants as kind of a head pastor over young men that are leading these churches all throughout Uganda. We have had an opportunity to plant one of those churches in, in Rockeye. But I want you to know... When, when you receive from Peter, I believe that you receive directly from God. He hears directly from God. They see miracles. They see God moving in their lives in the midst of complete devastation. Um, I have been there personally to witness the, the children's homes, the, the school, the churches. And um, I am just so honored uh, and blessed that the Lord has brought Pastor Peter and Phoebe into my life. Brother Rick and his wife, who, who helps lead their ministry here on this side. But I would, I know that you've probably heard them, but would you please welcome him? Miss Phoebe, I know you normally come up, but I want you to come up and, and w share with us about the school and what's going on. Miss Phoebe is the director of the schools, is that right? Uh, she leads that whole group of, of hundreds of children. And then I would like to ask Brother Peter to please bring the word to us because we so desperately need it. Amen. Will you all please welcome Pastor Peter and Phoebe Sozi. Take your time. God bless you. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. Uh, we are very, very blessed and very honored to be with you this morning. We thank God so much for this church. And uh, we really count you to be part of us. You are our family. You are part of our family. And uh, the ministry that is going on in Uganda, we really recognize that without people like you, things would be different. So I want to thank you so much for making a difference. We thank God for Pastor Paul and Elizabeth. Every month we hear from them. They pray for us and they send us support. That makes a big difference. So we thank you so much, church. We thank you so much, all the entire leadership of this church. Thank you for loving Uganda. Thank you for loving the Lord. Amen. Thank you for loving Jesus. The reason we stand here is because of Jesus. We would have nothing to do here. We would have nothing to do with being here. But we thank God for Jesus. So I'll allow my wife to share. and then We praise God so much for you. And uh, it's always a joy for us to be here. Thank you so much for coming us. And uh, I just want to thank you so much for such a wonderful uh, worship unto God. He has everything. And uh, he owns everything, but he cannot worship himself. He has created us so that we worship him. And when we worship him in truth and in spirit, he shows up. He comes. He breaks the chains. And he speaks to us. You know, he, he renews us. And uh, thank you so much, Pastor Paul and Elizabeth and the entire leadership. Thank you for helping us feel that we are at home. Uh, we see the cross and the power of the cross and the meaning of the cross being fulfilled in our lives every day because of people like you. We have enjoyed prayers from nations, prayers from you people. Uh, many times we have, you know, prayer requests and we call Rick, we call other friends and uh, we've enjoyed knowing that over nations, there are people holding hands with us in the spirit and praying together for whatever issue it is. And we have seen great, great miracles. We want to thank you so much, those that are sponsoring children, those that welcome us here, those that are, are partnering with the Pastor Paul, supporting this work going on. You cannot know how much you're doing in the spirit, but it's there. It's real. America depends on you. America depends on your worship. America depends on your prayers. Nations depend on your prayers. We too depend on your prayers. And we've also said, God, we don't know what we can do to people that have opened their hearts for us. But one thing we know is to always bring them before you. And we've been faithfully doing that. We always pray for you. And we know God hears our prayers. We bring greetings from our nation. Uh, Tuesday will be 9th October, will be our 50th year of independence, and it's our golden jubilee. We've been praying to God. We've been um, reviving ourselves that the next more years will be more beautiful than the past 50 years because it's been levels, levels of issues, levels of different things happening. But above everything, our God has been reigning. Our God has been seated on the throne. 
and uh, we want to thank you so much that you've been there in all the transitions. You've been there in one way or the other. America has stood with our country and standing before Americans and say, God, thank you so much for Americans. We say it with all our hearts because all transitions that our country has gone through, we've had a hand from America come to help us. On behalf of those that know it and don't know it, we just want to thank you. Now that we have the opportunity in the midst of our country celebrating the past uh, golden jubilee, uh, golden, uh, the first 50 years, we want to say thank you so much. You've been there and our country and our government and your government is moving on well and the church, especially the church here in America and in Uganda is very, very working together and a lot of things have happened. The church in our country today is very, very appreciated. And um, it's because the Americans have patterned with us and there is a difference. Many years ago, people did not know what Christians were doing, but today they know it. Our president recognizes Christians. He would, he's trying to um, work so hard to make sure our country is improving. And he's looking for Christians that maybe were not known by any other person. And he's pressing them in key responsibilities so that Christians can take leadership of our country. And we want to thank God so much. And thank you for being there. As we celebrate the goodness of the Lord in our country and the times of the revival that we've seen, even though there have been times of turmoil, you know, of coming here telling you about AIDS, about wars, about orphans. But to God, that's an opportunity. It's not as terrible as we might think. To God, it's an opportunity. We want to stand here on behalf of our country and say thank you, Americans. We love you and we pray that God will bless you. And we always pray for you. And we are there. Whether it's about your politics, we are on our knees praying that God will have mercy on America because you've done great and mighty things. I'm not saying this because I'm standing before you. I'm saying it because I'm a Christian person and I speak the truth and I know we pray for you and I know we love you. Do not hear maybe people who will say we hate you and you take that. Just know that the Lord loves you and all he needs from you is more of you. More of you as individuals. More of you as church on the hill, more of you as your family. Otherwise, he will fight all the battles. Thank you so much you've been there. And uh, we bring greetings and good news that the ministry you've been supporting, it's growing, it's progressing. Thank you so much for being there. Thank you. We've, <clears throat> we've, we are called to raise the next generation in the fear of God. And we see children growing in the fear of God. We've had a few that are struggling, but the, the story has been very, very successful. Uh, we call Dr. Rick our brother, our father, and now he has witnessed being a grandfather. You know, when he comes, he finds these children that he's so little, and now they are married into Christian marriages, and they bring children. He sees their babies. So we are grateful that you've been with us, and we've walked that walk together. And we see what the Lord had called us to do happening. You can see it. You can touch it. You can feel it. And we want to thank you so much. Um, 
we've had many, many miracles where communities have been transformed. We've had teams come from here, they come, they see a need, they come back and build, you know, projects, they work on them. We've just had um, a new dental clinic, we've been sending out uh, newsletters, maybe some of you have seen them. But you know, someone come and see a need that people need to be cleaned, people need to be helped out of their pain in teeth, and someone comes and builds a dental clinic and furnishes it. For, not only for us as a ministry, but the, the entire county, we've seen those miracles happen without even having to come here to fundraise. People just come and do the fundraising and do it. We've had a second school that maybe us as human beings, we were not ready for it. But the Lord was ready for it and just raised a young family from here and came and built a primary school. And it has touched community. We've witnessed, you know, Muslim children come to our school. Particularly this new school, it's in a, a Muslim community. And most, the biggest percentage is from the Muslims. So we see the gospel being extended, whether directly or indirectly, we see that. We want to thank you so much. Every contribution you send to us, we receive it. And we have seen it being extended. We have seen it reaching out to transform our communities. Thank you so much. Thank you. And the good news is that the ministry is growing so well. It's going on. We see God's mercy. We see God's grace. And thank you once again. I know my husband is ready to give the word of God. God bless you so much. We have brochures set behind there. And uh, we have pictures of the children. It's an opportunity like you had Elizabeth say. Uh, it's an opportunity to see someone who was almost perishing. But now has life, has hope, has a future. God bless you so much, and once again, thank you. Thank you. I must let you <laughs> Hallelujah. She was going to read us a scripture, but uh, she says she will share that next time. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When I say praise the Lord, you say amen. amen. That's the way we do it in Africa. Would you care for this morning to be an African, to say amen as we do it in Africa? Amen? amen? I only heard from this side. I didn't hear from this side. Praise the Lord, friends. Amen. amen. Uh, Pastor Paul, thank you again for this opportunity to be here. We have a small video we'll show you just to take you uh, to, to take you to Africa, to Uganda, and show you what is happening in the ministry. But for now, I think we'll just share the word of God. Uh, this morning, as we were preparing to come to, to America, I, we always ask the Lord, what would you have us share with the people in America? And he begins to speak to us. And this morning, if you came with your Bible, I'll just request you to turn your, to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 6. I'll be reading from there. I want to encourage you, uh, that God is in control, God is still on the throne, and will be on the throne now and forever. And we are privileged to belong to him, we are privileged to be part of his kingdom. We are honored to be serving the King of kings and the Lord of lords. 
He's a God who knows us. He's a God who knows us intimately. He knows our secrets. He knows our uprising. He knows our slipping down. He knows all that concerns us. He's God who is in control. And I want to challenge you this morning. If you are going through a difficult situation, please look to the Lord. Jesus is able to help you in your time of need. Amen. Turn, if you would, your Bibles to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 6. I'm going to read uh, verse 16. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. You will find rest for your souls. But you have said we will not walk in it. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you so much. For this time and for this place, we thank you for the privilege of being in your kingdom. We thank you for the honor that you bestowed upon us to be your children. Today we are gathered around your word, and we believe that you're speaking to us through your word. It's our prayer that, Lord, our hearts will receive, and the grace will be available for us to walk in your ways. Father, be glorified. Holy Spirit, have your way in our midst. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody say amen. amen. The scriptures tell us, stand, this is what the Lord was saying, stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. What is the promise there? It says, you will find rest for your souls. Amen? You will find rest for your souls. As we look in the church, I believe God was speaking to us as a church. He was speaking to the people not that are outside. Because the people that are outside do not hear the word of God. They do not even have time to listen to the word of God. But he was speaking to the people in the church. And he was saying, dear friends, my children, my sons and my daughters, I want you to stand at the crossroads. For today there is a different, there is a different direction. That the world is taking the world. The world is trying to influence the church to walk in a different direction. Today in the church, we are having different people trying to speak different things. Here Jeremiah was speaking at a time when the prophets that lived at that time were not speaking the truth to the people of God. They were telling them it is well and it was not well. But here the Lord came to Jeremiah and he said to Jeremiah, I want you to speak to my people. Tell them that in spite of where they are trying to go, in spite of what is being influencing them, they need to seek for the ancient paths. And here we come to America and we said to you, dear friends, dear brothers and sisters, will you seek for the ancient paths? Will you seek for the ancient paths that the forefathers of this nation looked and sought and they embraced and they purposed in their lives that they would desire to walk in those paths. And because they walked in the ancient paths, they were able to prevail like we have never prevailed. They were able to enjoy Enjoy the presence of God like we have never enjoyed the presence of God. It is our challenge today that as a church, we need to seek for the ancient paths one more time. Hallelujah. We are, you are at a very critical time. When we are saying we are going to the vote, I know what it means. We've gone there as a nation. But I want to tell you the solution is not the vote. Now, pastor, you're telling us heresy. I am saying the solution for this nation is not at the vote. 
Come on. You are not right at all. I have the authority, Pastor Paul has given me the authority to stand on this platform. And I'm not speaking from a political point of view. I'm speaking from the scriptural point of view. Amen? The solution to this nation is not the vote. The solution for this nation is in the word of God. If you and I will seek the ancient paths and walk in them, if the church in America, listen, if the church in America would dare to seek the ancient path and the purpose to walk in that ancient path, I want to tell you change will come to America. No, I didn't hear you. I said if the church would dare to seek the ancient paths that I talked about in the Bible, if we seek those ancient paths and the purpose as individuals, do this, do this. No, do, don't do past Pastor Paul, Pastor Paul. Do this me. If you, if I would walk in those ancient paths, there is hope for this nation. Let me tell you, sometimes we think, you know, in Uganda we had this experience. We began to say the bad dictatorship is the reason for our predicament. We, have, we had Idi Amin. Idi Amin terrorized the nation. You all heard about him if you're as old as I am. The young people, you don't know about Idi Amin. But history has produced one of the worst dictators in, in Uganda. Idi Amin. It would not take him a single minute to have you killed if you offended him. Many people died in his regime. And we say the problems of Uganda is Idi Amin. And then suddenly the Lord took Idi Amin. And in came another dictator who was called Milton Obote. Milton Obote was twice as worse as Idi Amin. Remember, we were saying Idi Amin, now there was Milton Obote, who was twice as worse as Idi Amin. And then we were saying, oh, this man is so bad. And then suddenly the Lord took him, and we had a good president who's now our president. We said, oh, yes, our woes are over. Our predicament has got to change. But I want to tell you, it didn't change. We still had problems as a nation. We had AIDS. We had all these many problems affecting us as a nation. Then we realized that we as a people needed to realize that the solution to Uganda is not in a leader. It's not in the politics. It's not in anything. It is in the church. If we dare to seek the Lord, if we dare to come closer to God, if we dare to seek the ancient paths, then we will see change and transformation happen in the entire nation. I didn't get an amen on that, but I'll say amen to, my, to the Lord. Let me tell you, the solution as Ugandans, we have discovered, is on our knees. As we pray as a church, as we cry out for mercy before God, as we purpose to walk in the ways of God, God comes into our nation and he begins to change the status quo of our nation. I want to tell you, some of you even look at your bosses and you say, my boss is the problem. My boss, I have a wicked boss. I want to challenge you this morning. Listen to me. The problem is not your boss. Come on. Do you really, are you really serious? I always look at this man as being a wicked man. I know he may be wicked, but he's not your problem. If you dare to seek the ancient paths and walk in them, God will come in and is able to change your boss. 
God is able to use you to transform the life of your boss. Not only that, God wants change to happen, but if you will only dare to go on your knees, can you say amen? Today we are celebrating 50 years of independence, but I want to tell you most of those years were not peaceful years for us. But you know what? We have discovered one thing. The secret of crying out to God for the future of our nation. On the 7th, which is today, tonight, the whole country has been summoned in an all-night prayer gathering in the stadium to rededicate our nation to serve the purposes of God for the next 50 years. And the president is supposed to be there. Ministers are supposed to be there. Cabinet ministers are supposed to be there. Parliamentarians are supposed to be there. Christians gathering regardless of which denomination, we, we are supposed to be there. Why? This is an opportunity, knowing that the future, we've had a very terrible past, but now we have an opportunity to change and shape the destiny of our nation. And I'm here to encourage you as believers, dear friends, you have the opportunity to change the destiny of, the na of this nation. Hallelujah. If you will seek the ancient past and say, we want to go back to the ancient past. We want to seek the ways of our forefathers, the ways that they walked in, the ways that they discovered. Because those ways, those ancient ways, were relevant to them and they are relevant today and they will be relevant tomorrow. Let me tell you, you can choose to make the difference in your generation. Can you say amen? You can. Let me tell you, we all see all this happening. But I want to tell you, the hearts of kings are in the hands of God. He's God who raises up leaders and he's God who disposes leaders. Amen. He's God who is able to change anything, even in your very life. If you have a situation in your life, I want to encourage you today. The, the, it's not a person who is the problem. It is you to seek the ancient paths and walk in them. And God will intervene in your situation and change the status quo. Say amen if you will. I want us to turn to Isaiah. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Isaiah 55. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. Let's begin from verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him. And to our God he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. Amen? Declares the Lord, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. My thoughts, your thoughts. Hallelujah. That's why it is important. Here the Bible says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Can you tell your neighbor, seek the Lord? You didn't tell him. Tell him, neighbor, seek the Lord, the Bible says. I didn't hear you. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, seek the Lord, the Bible says. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he's near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. God is very distinctive. He's saying his ways are different from our ways. 
That's why it is important for us to align ourselves according to the word of God. Amen. It's important for us to look at things from God's perspective. When we begin to see things from God, God's perspective, we begin to discover his ways and we begin to walk in his ways. Amen. His ways are different. They are far above our ways. Yet he calls us and invites us to walk, to discover those paths, those ancient paths that we may walk in them. Verse 9 says, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than, you, uh, higher, than, higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth, and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sow and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty. It talks about his word. Amen. So my encouragement to us this morning that we need to seek the ancient paths. And if we discover them, he will be able to change the status quo. Jeremiah chapter 18, if we will. Jeremiah 18. This was still Jeremiah speaking. You go back and read the entire chapter. But I'm going to read um, from verse, verse, uh, verse 1. This is, the, this is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house. Where there I will give you my message. So I went down to the potter's house and saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as it seemed best to him. We've read the scripture before. And we say, yes, Lord, you are the potter and we are the clay. Please mold us. The way you want. And sure enough, God has a plan and a destiny for your life. I'll say that again. God has a plan and a destiny for your life. You're not here by accident. Hallelujah. You're not here by accident. You're not here by man's design. You're not here because someone has purpose for you to be here. You are here by divine order. You're here because God loves you. You're here because God thought about you. You're here because God took time to fashion you the way you are. That's why you're different from your neighbor. And he says, go to the potter's house. See that clay. The clay was mud in the potter's hand. And I want to tell you that many people look at this and say, let it be like the way the Lord would have. But I want to tell you, you've got to cooperate with the Lord. Let me say that again. You've got to cooperate with the Lord. You've got to cooperate with the Lord for his plan to come to fruition in your life. Hello? Is my accent okay? You've got to cooperate. You've got to work with God for his plans to come to pass in your life. A few days ago, I was challenged about this king Saul. When, when the children of Israel cried out to the Lord, they said, oh God, we want to have a king. We want to be like other kingdoms of the earth. And you know, God said, but I've been your king. I've been your leader. Now you want to, have to be like other, other kingdoms of the earth? Yet I wanted you to be unique. I wanted to be your leader. I wanted to be the one that will guide you. I have led you all these many years. I've caused you to triumph over many dangers, over many situations. And here you are, you are demanding a king to be like other kingdoms of the earth. Many times even in the church we say we want to be like other people. But I want to tell you we are not created to be like other people. 
God wants us to be unique. We want to, he wants us to be a people unto him. He wants to be our God. Amen. And then we look at Saul. He brings in Saul. Saul was a, just a mere young man. All he knew was to look for donkeys. And then he created him and made him a ruler of his children Israel. But I want to tell you, Saul did not cooperate with the Lord. Halfway through his rulership, he decided he wanted his, his own. He was not being led by the Lord. He was not being guided by the Lord. He decided to do things his own way. Like many times we find ourselves in the church, we want to do things our own way. And I want to tell you, when you read the scriptures... One time he, he, he did something was an abomination before the Lord. He offered sacrifices before the Lord. And the Lord said, you think, Saul, I brought you out and I gave you this position. I had a good plan for your life. And here you are, you are frustrating my plan for your life. Instead of doing the right thing in the right place, you're doing the wrong thing. Do you think sacrifices is what I've desired? All I desire is an obedient heart. Hallelujah. All I desire is to, to work with me, to wait upon me, to guide you, to lead you. Because when I do lead you, I'll be able to bring you to the right place, to the right expected end. And that is the good end where you'd have peace, where you'd enjoy rest in the Lord. Hallelujah. And so, because he did that, he decided he wanted to be his own leader. God said, I've taken this kingdom away from your hands. So God's plans can change in our lives if we do not cooperate with him. Am I clear? If you do not cooperate with the Lord, your life, your, his plans for your life will, will be frustrated. Here he says the porter was mad in the hands of the porter. He was trying to shape the clay into something nice, something beautiful that he wanted to create. But the clay was not cooperating with him. So were the children of Israel in the book of Jeremiah. They were not cooperating with the Lord. They were, they were playing church. In fact, the Bible says they were just coming in the church and they were just thinking that by offering sacrifices, God would be pleased. But yet, on contrary, whenever they were left the church, their, their allegiance to the Lord was not there. Their commitment to the Lord was not there. And I have this to say to you. I want to tell you, if the church in America will not wake up and cooperate with the Lord, the status quo in America is going to change for the worse. I'm not a bad prophet. Amen? Don't hate me after here, please. We want to see the future of this nation be a great future. We want to see our children boast that our, we stood in our time and were able to walk in the ways of the Lord. Were able to walk in the ancient paths. And because we walked in the ancient paths, our nation will be in a better place than it is today. Amen. 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 How much time do I need to spend here, Paul? I don't want to offend people today. What time do you usually stop service? Midday? Twelve. Okay. Thank you. Praise the Lord. I don't want to offend anyone. That preacher took too long. Did you think we had the whole day? We had programs after service. Please listen to me. I'll, I'll be done in a little while. God wants us to cooperate with him. He wants us to, to be the cooperative clay 
that will cooperate with the porter, that he will form us into what he desires for us to be. And America as a nation, you do not know where you are. Today you are in a high level. When you read the, 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 when you read the Bible, let me turn there in a little while. In the book of Daniel, there's a scripture that challenged me. Turn to the book of Daniel. This was a dream Daniel had. In chapter 7, I'll quickly read there. This was a dream uh, uh, Daniel had. That in those days, he had about a dream. Uh, verse 23, he gave me, chapter 7, verse 23, he gave me this explanation. The fourth beast is the fourth kingdom that will appear on the earth. It will be different from all other kingdoms and will devour the whole earth, trampling it down and crushing it. The ten horns are the ten kings who come from this kingdom. After them, another king will arise, different from the earlier ones. He will subdue the three kings. He will speak against the Most High, oppress his saints, and try to change the set times and the laws. The saints will be handed over to him for a time, times, and a half a time. Amen. Amen. I want you to listen to this. He says that there is another beast that will come. He will try to speak against the most high God. Let me tell you, around the world today, people are trying to blaspheme against God. People are trying to speak against the purposes of God. People are trying to frustrate the plans of God in the earth. Here he says he will try to even oppress the saints. We are seeing that. He will want to change the set times and the laws. In our country, we've been debating, should we allow homosexuality in our country? And the legislature in our country has been saying, we cannot allow that abomination to come into our nation. That is a taboo in our culture. And we will not allow it. We are outlawing it in the land. But in our minds, we are saying, how could we even ever consider bringing it and spending hours debating it? And yet they did. Amen. Today around the world, people are trying to set laws that are against the purposes of God. Today around the world, people are trying to blaspheme against the most high God. This is what is happening. This is all they know to do. But I want to tell you when you read down, Verse 26, this is a promise. But the court will sit, say the court will sit. And his power will be taken away and be completely destroyed forever. Then the sovereignty, power, and greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven will be handed over to the saints, the people of the Most High. We want to see that happen in our times. We do not want to see it happen in our great-grandchildren's time. We want to live to see it. Amen. I don't know about you. I want to see things happen in my time. I do not want to see it happen in the future. Yet I would want to see it happen in the future. But I want it to be part of it today. Amen. I want to see it happen. Today when we see ourselves gathering with our president to dedicate our nation to the Lord, to the purposes of God, I'm saying his story has been recorded. Hallelujah. Uh, 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 uh. Hallelujah. The God that has allowed it to happen in Uganda, in a small nation like Uganda, can allow it to happen in this great nation of America. You have a better heritage. Let me tell you, it is time for you to wake up. It's time for you to wake up. Hallelujah. If we do not wake up, the status quo will remain. 
Even when we have good leaders that come and they are good. But because God works differently, he changes things from bottom up, inside out. That's the way he does his things. Amen. He does not change on the outward. Oh, you have, you, have the, you have the figure of being a godly nation, but the heart is sick. That is not right. We need to be a godly nation from the inside out. And the key is in the church. The responsibility is with us in the church. It is not with those people out there. They don't know anything better than that. It is with me. Change comes with me. I want to read you the last scriptures as I wind up. It is in Ezekiel. Let's go to Ezekiel. Hallelujah. Chapter, chapter 8. Chapter 9. When you read chapter 8, you see he's talking about, about the adultery in the, in, the, in, the, in the church. Adultery in the temple. He says that there were people that were going to the temple. They were going to worship God. But in actual sense, they were just playing playing a church in the true sense they were not really Christian say God forbid say God forbid so they were entering church and they were offering sacrifices but the reality was the, their allegiance was not so much unto God it was so much unto other things they had idols within their lives what is an idol an idol is that thing which seems to be so important to you that is so important more than God is important to you that becomes an idol it may be a marriage it may be beauty it may be your body it may be money it may be anything Anything that you hold in your heart that is so important to you, more than God, that is an idol. And the Bible here is saying there was idolatry in the church. When you read the Bible, there were women in the church that were saying they were worshiping God, but they were mourning over the, the, the goddess that had, had died. They were mourning for Tammuz in verse 14. There were men, elders in the church, the Bible says, and they would go and offer sacrifices, but in the night they would turn and play, bow down before the sun. And this was happening in the temple. Said so it was happening in the temple. But then the Bible says in chapter 9, then there was something that happened. Verse 3, chapter 9. Now the glory of the God of Israel went up from above the cherubim, where it had been, and moved to the threshold of the temple. Then the Lord called to the man clothed in linen, who had the writing kit on his side, and said to him, Go out throughout the city of Jerusalem. Put a mark on the foreheads of those who grieve and lament over all the detestable things that are done in it. God today is looking for men and women that look at things happening around us, and they are not happy. Not only are they not happy, that they've decided to lament before God. Amen? Lament means prayer. Lament means crying out in remorse. Lament means repentance on behalf of what is happening around us. Amen? He says, seek those men. Put a mark on them. Single them out. There are those individuals that are supposed to be in the church that are looking at the status quo and they feel dissatisfied. And they're saying, we need to cry out to God for mercy. We need to repent on behalf of our nation. We need to repent on behalf of the church. We need to cry out. And he says, put a mark on them. Verse 5, and as I listened, he said to others, follow him. Follow that one who's putting a mark on, on everyone that is lamenting. And then 
follow through him, I mean follow through the city and kill without showing pity or compassion. Slaughter old men, young men, maidens, young women, children, but do not touch anyone who has the mark. Does this say something to us? There are people in this nation that have not bowed down to Baal. There are people in this nation that have decided to be devout to the Lord. The Bible says they will put a mark on them. There are people that are interceding and praying. There are people that are lamenting, not just talking about it, but doing something about it, crying out before God. The Bible says he sent a man to put a mark on them. And I'm telling you, God is singling out men and women in this generation that are not satisfied with the status quo. And it's my prayer that you may be that woman, you may that be that man, you may be that young lady, you may be that young man who will dare to look at the status quo and say, we do not want what we see. We need to cry out to God to change the status quo. Not putting the blame on anyone, not pointing fingers, but humbling ourselves before God. And God will come in and he will change the status quo. Can you say amen? Can you say amen? I want to tell you, you have the privilege, you have the honor, you have the invite of cooperating with God for your life, for your nation, for your family. You have the opportunity, you have the invite, come before God. Cooperate with God. Allow him to intervene in the affairs of your life. Allow him to intervene with the affairs of this nation. And God will come in and there will be change in this land. There will be change in this church. I want to challenge you as I finish. Let me tell you, one of the greatest problems we've had today, we even have it in Africa. People that are committed and are not committed. We are not committed to the Lord. We are not committed to our churches. Amen? And I'll say, I'll say this. We have people that come into church and they, they are not committed really to the Lord and they are not committed to the church. If they are not committed to the Lord, they can't be committed to the church. And we just see the numbers coming in. I always stand in the platform in the church and I tell friends, please, this is not a place where you can play church. You better be serious with the Lord. We do not want to see just escort you to hell. We, want you, we don't want you to just escort others to heaven. We want you to be part of those that are headed to heaven. And how do you do that? You become really committed to the Lord. Amen? When you become committed to the Lord, then you're committed to your church. Do not move from church to church. Amen? Do you love me? Be committed to the Lord. Be committed to your church. Oh, I know my pastor. My pastor is Pastor Paul. But does Pastor Paul know you? Does Pastor Paul know you? I know him. I see him from the platform. Before the service is done, I run out. I do not want to have anything to do to serve in the church. Let me tell you, your blessing is in serving the Lord. Your blessing is in serving your local church. Amen. I want us to pray. Pastor Paul, it is 12 sharp. So we need to be committed to the Lord and committed to the church. Can you turn to your neighbor and speak to them? Just tell them, please, you need to be committed to the Lord.
He says he wants to give you rest. He wants to bring you to a great future. God says you're not here by accident. Regardless of what you're going through, God is able to take you through that situation. Just cooperate with him. Cooperate with him about the situation, about this nation. Church, can we cooperate with God in the issues that are related to our nation? What we want to see happen in America? Want to see a, a, a God-fearing nation. Not a nation that has the, the face of fearing God, but does not fear God, right? We want to see a nation that is totally devout unto the Lord. Our forefathers laid a good foundation for us. It's our responsibility to build on that foundation. That the purposes of hell will not prevail in our land. That the plan of the enemy will not prosper in our land. The enemy will not prosper in our family. The enemy will not prosper in this nation. But rather the plan and the counsel of the Lord will be established in this land. And when that happens, God will bless America. God will prosper America. God will grant you peace. God will grant you rest. God will see you through every situation. Amen. Let us rise up on our feet. There's a song that we love to sing. I don't know if my wife can come and help me. It's a song that I love. It says, Ancient word, ever true, changing me. Unchanging you. Okay, it says ancient word, it's ever true. Pastor Paul, you know that song? I kind of know it. It's a Robin Mark song. Um, Blake, is there, uh, Mikey, is there any way you could, we, we have it. Can you play it? Would you mind if we did that? And Obviously. they'll put the words up. That's beautiful. Ancient words ever true. Ancient words ever true. Changing me and changing you. We have come with open hearts. Let the ancient word be part. Let the ancient word impart. Is that a loki? Ancient words ever true, changing me and changing you. We have come with open hearts. Let the ancient words be back. Ancient words Changing me and changing you. We have come with open hearts. Let the ancient words impart. Can we sing again? Ancient words ever true.
Okay, let's pray. Just raise up your hands. Father, we are gathered in this place. It is the cry of our hearts that, Lord, your ancient ways are the ways that we walk in them. You have spoken to us that we need to stand in the crossroads and ask where the ancient paths are, that we may walk in them, that we may have rest. Father, today we come as our good church, and we are asking that, dear God, you will help us discover those ancient paths. We need those ancient paths for our lives as individuals, Lord. Father, we've been walking the way we've wanted. We've been doing things the way we've desired them. But Lord, the time has come for us to revert to the ancient paths. For the ancient paths are relevant to our lives. The ancient paths are relevant today in the name of Jesus. Father, it's our prayer that as a people, we will walk in those ancient paths. Father, it's our prayer today that, Lord, you'll give us the grace that you'll stir up within us, Lord, that you'll not allow us to rest until we find those ancient paths. In the name of Jesus, as we find them, we'll walk in them, and that we'll find rest for our lives, O oh God. We'll find rest for our families, O oh God. We'll find rest for our nation, O oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are in a very critical time when we are going to the vote. But Lord, we have realized the vote is not the solution for the future of this nation. You are the solution for the future of this nation. We therefore cry out to you for mercy, O oh God. May you have mercy upon us as a nation where we have sinned against you. May you have mercy upon us as a church, Lord, where we have sinned against you, Lord, where we have played church, Lord, where we've been complacent, Lord, where we've lived compromised lives, O oh God, where we've lacked commitment, O oh God. Have mercy upon us oh God. Father, we have had chains of bondage within our lives, oh God. But today we repent, oh God. We've been enslaved, Lord, by our own desires, oh God. Lord, we repent today in the name of Jesus. May you have mercy upon us, oh God. Father, it's our prayer that, Lord, as we repent before you, Lord, you begin to do a deeper work in our lives, O oh God. You bring, begin to bring us to the place where you've desired, O oh God. Father, that we begin to be the clay that, Lord, will not be marred in your hands, O oh God. But we'll become the clay that cooperates with the potter to be formed into that which you've desired, O oh God. Father, that our destiny shall be established in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for every family represented here today. May you bless the husband, may you bless the wife, Lord. Father, may you cause them to take their stand in the family. That they will create an environment, Lord, of security within the family. They will create an environment where the Holy Spirit will work within their families, O oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus, as they respond to your word, as they walk in obedience to your word, O oh God. Father, that you will do your will in their lives, O oh God. That their families will be blessed, O oh God. Their children will be blessed, O oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus, that your peace will reign in the family, O oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus, that everyone that is walking through different challenges, sickness and disease, Lord, it's my prayer tonight, O oh God, that your mighty hand will be stretched forth, O oh God, to restore their health in the name of Jesus from the crowns of their head to the soles of their feet, Lord. Father, may you bring wholesomeness in the name of Jesus. Restore every family. Restore every broken relationship in the name of Jesus. Let the healing balm be restored back into the church in the name of Jesus. Father, it's a prayer that everyone that is here today will make a resolve in their lives that they'll be committed to you, Jesus. 
and they will be committed to the church. That, Lord, they will embrace the vision of the church. They will rally behind serving the local body in this place in the name of Jesus. That everyone that is here today will plug into an opportunity to serve and to glorify you, Jehovah God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for Pastor Paul. I want to thank you for Elizabeth, Lord, that you have put in this place as the shepherds, Lord. Father, I pray that, dear God, you continue to anoint them, Lord. You continue to use them, Lord, to bring life. To speak life, Lord. Father, to surround your people, God. To be the shepherd, Lord, that you have desired for them to be in the name of Jesus. King of glory, as they lay down their lives for this sheep, oh God. Father, it's my prayer that you bless them. It's my prayer that you will use them, Lord, to impact this community at our good. In the name of Jesus, that you will cause them to impact even the entire Cookville community in the name of Jesus. For, Lord, you have called them not to just be shepherds of this local body. But you have called them to be pastors and shepherds over this community. With every outreach that they set out to do, Father, it's my prayer that lives will be touched and transformed and that you'll be glorified. Father, it's my prayer that you bless them. Bless their children, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless this church, O oh God. Father, may you extend the pegs of influence of this church. Cause them to be a great impact in the community in the name of Jesus. Be glorified, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If y'all don't mind to just have a seat. Ushers, will y'all come forward? We're going to take communion right now, and we're going to do this a little bit different, if y'all don't mind. And ushers, y'all can go ahead and start handing out the elements. I want Pastor Peter to lead us through uh, communion today. And the scripture that keeps uh, coming to my remembrance um, as he was preaching this morning, is to stand at the crossroads and how we have a decision to make. Are we going to um, allow the status quo to continue or are we going to stand up? And uh, I, desire, I desire us as a church to stand up. And I mean stand up individually in obedience and start walking individually according to what God has called us to do. And that as we do that and as we become really a body of believers in this church, that we will start to see a difference made within this church. Because, you know, we have need in this church, don't we? We have financial need. We have spiritual need. We have some major need in this church just here within these walls. And I almost want to say, Pastor Peter, it's almost embarrassing for you to come and pray for us for all the things that you're going through, but how badly we need prayer. And I've not got to share with you at all, but I'm going to ask my deacons after we all receive um, uh, our elements, me and my deacons are going to stand here. And uh, I, I believe I can represent my deacons in saying we are going to stand and not stand. We're not going to stand for the status quo anymore. And we're going to stand together as one believing that we are going to hear from God, we are going to be anointed of God, and we are going to not, um, not be defeated by the work of the enemy, but that we are going to stand up and we are going to see breakthrough. And then I'm going to ask, before we take communion, as we stand up here and make that commitment, I'm going to ask you to make that commitment. As a church, we are one big body. This may be your first time here today. That's okay. God called you here today. Now, maybe you need to make a commitment and go back to your home church, or maybe you need to make a commitment and stay here with us. You know what? The, the important thing is, is commitment. Make a commitment to the Lord.
to, to stand up and to not allow what's going on in your family, not allow what's going on in your schools, not allow what's going on in your lives anymore. Amen? Now, I'm telling you, that's what I believe. And I, Pastor Peter, I want you to lead us in communion, if you would, um, after you've received. Deacons, we all come on up here with me, and we're just going to stand up here together. Once you've been served, and if you want to join in on this commitment, then I just encourage you to uh, stand with us. Shall we all stand? Jesus said we should always do this in remembrance of what he has done for us. He says, my body has been broken for you. Always, as you take the Holy Communion, we remember that Jesus was beaten. He was bruised. He was battered for us. That life will be different for us. He did it with a lot of love, with a lot of compassion. He looked into the future and he saw you and me. And he says, yes, I'll do it for Peter. I'll do it for Phoebe. I'll do it for James. I'll do it for Paul. I'll do it for Joy. I'll do it for Elizabeth. So today as we come to partake of the Holy Communion, let us bow our heads and really see, are we worthy? Are we worthy this morning? Am I worthy to have let the Son of God be battered for me? And we say, Lord, may you have mercy upon us. May you have mercy upon us. May you have mercy upon us. Today as we come to the table to partake of the bread in remembrance that you are beaten, that we may be set free that we may live a life that is different, that we may be a people unto you who are beaten, you are beaten, that we may come together as a body, the body under one, and you are the head. Let us all take of the bread with thanksgiving. Afterwards, he took the cup and gave thanks. And he said, this represents the blood that was spilled, that will be spilled on account of you. His blood was shed that you may be free, that I may be free. His blood was shed that the devil would not have any more root in our lives. His blood was shed that we may be preserved and protected. Tonight, we give thanks. Thank you, Jesus. What can we ever give to you for having spilled your blood just for me, just for us? We thank you. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. For through the blood of Jesus, we are set free. Through the blood of Jesus, we have the victory that we, we need. Today, we partake of the blood with thanksgiving.
Sorry. I wanted to pray with you. With yes. Church. Yes. Elizabeth, would you step forward, please? This is the leadership that God has blessed you with. I want you to stretch forth your hands towards these people. That God would give, him, give them his spirit. God would give them grace. God would give them wisdom. That as they, as our leaders, listen from God, they will share with us and will be responsive enough to respond and to work with them, to support them, to love them, to pray for them continually. Father, we want to thank you for these wonderful men and women that you have appointed as leaders in this church. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask that your wisdom, your grace and ability to lead will rest upon their lives in the name of Jesus. We pray that you fill their hearts with compassion. You fill their hearts with new grace. You fill your, their hearts with new wine, Lord. Father, that you pour out your spirit afresh upon their lives in the name of Jesus. That in them you create a desire to wait upon your feet continually, O oh God. That they will listen from you, O oh God. As they listen from you, they will share with us, O oh God. Father, they will support us, O oh God. They will pray for us, O oh God. Even as we pray for them in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that you cause them to triumph over every challenges, Lord. That may stand in their way in the name of Jesus. We know that the enemy would rather hit the shepherd than the sheep may scatter. But in the name of Jesus, we are building a hedge of protection around them in the name of Jesus. We're building a hedge of protection, a canopy of the blood of Jesus over their lives in the name of Jesus. With the entire families in the name of Jesus, may they be protected. May they be preserved in the name of Jesus. May your grace abound towards them, O God of glory. Father, in the name of Jesus, may they have ears to listen to you, O God. Father, in the name of Jesus, be glorified, O God. May you be glorified in and through their lives, O God. May your will be accomplished in and through their lives, O oh God. May they be men and women that walk before you in integrity, Lord. May they be men and women that walk before you in integrity with different relationships in the name of Jesus. May they be the shepherds over their entire families, O oh God. Father, in Jesus' name, may their children be preserved and protected. Father, we pray that you preserve their children, Lord. Father, you watch over them, O King of glory. And that you bless us as a local body, O oh God. Father, I speak forth increase in this church, O oh God. Father, for every financial challenge, I pray that it shall be met according to your riches and glory. Father, I pray for any emotional challenge, Lord. I pray that you alone, by your grace and by your spirit, Lord, you will provide and meet their every need, O oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless them today. In Jesus' name we pray. All right, we all be seated one more time. We're almost done. But aren't you ready to give now? Let's give. Let's give into, this, into, into the kingdom right here. If the ushers would go ahead and come forward. It says, give and it will be given to you. Press down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your bosom. For out of the measure that you, you use will it be used right back to you. You cannot outgive God. Are you in need of a financial breakthrough? I want to encourage you to give. I want to encourage you to give. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for care ministry. 
Lord, I pray for Peter and Phoebe Sozy, that, Lord, all of your desires, that the purpose and plan of God in their life and in their ministry, Lord, be fulfilled. That every, uh, that every um, hindrance be broken in Jesus' name. That, Lord, that every door that needs to be opened would be opened, Lord, and that every door that needs to be closed would be closed. But I just right now speak blessings into these church plants, into these pastors, into these children and these teachers and these administrators. Lord, I just pray for favor. Favor upon Pastor Peter. Favor upon Phoebe. That, Lord, that we would somehow, this small church would somehow have a great impact on the nation of Uganda. And, Lord, that their, and that, that their ministry would have a great impact on our church. Thank you, Lord. Let that anointing and the spirit that's moving amongst Uganda, Lord, be released in this church, Lord. Lord, bring blessing upon care ministry and Peter and Phoebe Sosa. The mighty hand of God be very strong upon him. Thank you, Father. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you would, just make your checks to church on the hill. We'll bless him with one check. I'm not sure that they still do it this way, but I would assume it. The Pastor Peter does not take any of the money. Personally, he works on his own to cover his own family and his own family's expenses. The money that, that you give goes directly into the school, goes directly into church plants. It is a great place to be able to sow. I also want to say, and I'm maybe speaking out of turn, so deacons, you, you'll have to forgive me, but I would like us to go back. I'd like us to go back to Uganda as a church. may even be for selfish reasons, but I need to go back to receive. Not so that I can give, but so that I can receive. I want you to know you don't realize what you're going to receive by going over and getting to spend time with them and uh, get to spend time with their children, even though we are able to give. Um, David Tremblay, where are you? Come on up here. You know, today we, we heard about returning back to the ancient paths. And um, there's three things that are really clear that are some of the ancient paths. And, and one of these fathers of the faith uh, who I've heard uh, from named Derek Prince, who's now with the Lord, said that there's, there's three things that are very clear that's the will of God for us. We, we all want to know what God's will is, and we want to do it. And uh, one is to go out and make disciples of all nations. It's clear we're all called to do that. Another is that we, we um, support Israel. And the third thing is something that's very simple that all of us are called to do, and it's in the book of James, and it is one of the ancient ways, and that is to visit the widows and the orphans in their affliction. It's part of what the Lord was saying in James when he said, don't just be a hearer of the word, be a doer of the word. And this church, uh, we are going to follow the ancient ways. We've done it um, here locally with Avery Trace, and God says in 2 Corinthians to do it here and to do it abroad. And, uh, and so I just want to say that, that we, we are going to do the Word of God, um, and, and I say that for what you're fixing to. Amen. 
you'd say. Amen. We as a church, amen, that's good. Uh, we as a church over the last year have certainly taken some hits, some spiritual hits, also some financial hits. I want you to know when I first took over this church as senior pastor seven years ago, seven and a half years ago, we were, we were broke financially. And we sowed some seed into Joe McGee ministry and into uh, Sozi uh, care ministry, $2,000 that we didn't have. And in, in nine months, we had our complete debt paid off, which was over $200,000. And we just had miracle after miracle take place. Now, we have kind of, because of the economy, because of certain things, we have certainly taken some financial hits also. But what Elizabeth said to me this morning is, I believe we need to sow some seed. And I think she was right on. I went and talked with my deacons, and we would like to sow as a church $10,000 into care ministry. <laughs> Amen. In the church, it's good soil, but we as a church are in need. And the way God said is to give. So we are giving, believing that the, the kingdom of God's going to bless us as we bless you. And I completely trust as we give this money into this ministry that you guys know exactly what to do with it. And I know, I know your heart is completely for the Lord. Um, it's one of those things that I just feel completely at peace knowing that this is going into good seed. So many times we sow seed and we don't know if it's going into good seed. This is good seed. I have been there. I have seen those children. Um, I have been in those churches, and I have seen those pastors. I ran into one of your pastors this last week. I had no idea that he was in town. Joab, one of my favorite men that I've ever met. Um, we would like to have him into our church sometime in the near future also. Um, well, we all stand up with me and let me bless you? I'm sorry we're a little late. It was not Pastor Peter's fault. I want you to know we've got to be patient and let the Lord move. Amen? Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, I just say right now we will not play church. We, church on the Hill is not here to play church, Lord. We are here to get right with you. And Lord, to not cry out to you for the wrong things, but to begin to seek out what the right things are and begin to cry those cries out, Lord. And Lord, as, uh, as um, Pastor Peter has just said, our future is not held within this vote. Lord, it's held within us turning our hearts to you as a church. Lord, as I said last week, that if, we, if, if, I, if your people who are called by your name would humble themselves and pray and seek your face and turn from our wicked ways, then you will hear from heaven, you will answer our prayers, and you will heal our land. In Jesus' name, let us start right here within our own household right here within our own church. Lord, your word has shown that even a small little, little piece, if we will get it right, Lord, you will change a nation. Lord, your word showed us that even if there was just 10, that you would have saved that city. Lord, find us here. Find us here. Lord, over our churches in our city, over our churches in our, our, our uh, state, Lord, let us turn back to you. Find us here. One nation under God. Thank you, Father. Bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. We'll see you Wednesday night, 630.